All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast, episode number 219. Uh, as always, I am your host, Bailey Eichbrett, and join with me is Z-Captain, as he's proclaiming <laughs> his name down below. I don't know if you folks can even see it from the YouTube feed, but it's not the captain, it's Z-Captain. So Andrew's Fantastic. proclaiming himself. Yes, <laughs> as Z. always, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Andy Full. What's going on, dude? Not a whole lot. Um, my boat is jigs. a mess. I'm jigs. Yes. First of all, my boat is a mess because I'm ripping all of my smallmouth stuff out, and I have jigs everywhere right now. So, <laughs> as you can tell, this episode is everything jigs. So, I thought it was appropriate to rip out my four jig boxes and throw them on the table here to make an even bigger mess. So, amped. Selfless <laughs> <laughs> plug. Amped. Amped outdoors. Amped. Yes. Amped outdoors. Right. But, uh, there. <laughs> yep. All right. Wait. No. That way. That, yeah. There we go. It gets confusing. So I know. <laughs> you don't come here to learn fishing. You come here for comedic opportunities to laugh. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so for for the folks listening and watching, uh, we were kind of Andrew, Andrew and I the other day were talking about ideas that we should do for Friday's show, and uh, of course, we every week we always come up with like thirty different ideas that we talk about, and we never decide until like last minute, but. This past week, it was decided like yesterday, Andrew goes, we should do a jig show. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I have never seen Andrew so excited for a show beyond today. Like we were sitting here offline and Andrew's having, has like 30 jigs just flying around. I'm surprised he doesn't have a few like in his hand right now, like hooked through his hand. He, yeah, he just literally has flying around everywhere. <laughs> He's just so excited to do a jig show. Jigs, 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 and jigs. I love jigs. 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 I, I need yeah. a shirt that says, I love jigs for bigs. That would be amazing. <laughs> Serious angler on the back. I love jigs for bigs. There you go. <laughs> we need Cheers somebody to make that. <laughs> we need somebody to make that. <laughs> we'll have to hit up our boys over at Threadfin Apparel. But, uh, yeah, obviously, as we mentioned 40 times already, thank God we're not doing a drinking game with the word jigs tonight. But uh, we have a whole Rich, bunch of take a shot jigs. if you're watching. Rich, yeah. Rich, just take a shot for every second that we're running live here tonight. Jigs. Jigs. We have so many different styles we're going to go through tonight. So to kind of give you guys an outline before we get started tonight, we're going to we're basically going to go into different styles of jigs and break into where we're going to throw it, why we're going to throw it, uh, talk about some trailers we're using, just different scenarios, colors, uh, kind of go the whole nine yards on each style. So to kind of give you an outline <coughs> of what we're going to go through, uh, we're going to start out with a swim jig here. We're going to start with a swim jig. We're going to go to the flipping jig, and then we're going to go to uh, – we're actually going to break down a little bit more kind of a niche type of football jig here. We're going to talk about the queen tackle hammerhead jig because there is a difference between the queen tackle hammerhead and the football uh, because we do have the queen tackle football head right here. And then we also – the last but not least, um, we do have a finesse jig, but we're, we're going to cover finesse jig with the finesse football jig, uh, one that Queen makes right here as well. More of like a lighter wire, a uh, little bit lighter, smaller profile football jig. Uh, so we're going to break uh, into both those finesse styles, um, and we'll just break into that five different styles of jig. Uh, so kind of give you guys a layout of what, how we're going to break this down. But before we do that, Andrew and I have a tournament tomorrow. So you guys can be on the lookout for our first uh, first uh, team tournament video coming out here shortly good or bad uh, who knows 
we, we're going to post it whether we skunk or we smash them. One of the two, we're going to post it and we're going to do a recap. And uh, basically uh, what you guys should expect is hopefully that'll be done within the next couple weeks. My editing is piling up as in I haven't even started on the national championship series work has been crazy since I got home, but uh, we're going to get that national championship series posted here shortly. Um, and then obviously we'll have this video coming shortly to you guys. And then we have another one next weekend. So hopefully a lot of tournament videos coming at you guys. Uh, seemed like you guys have liked the ones that I posted thus far this year. So hopefully we can get cracking on those and uh, get those posted for you guys. But Andrew, without further ado, what jig shall we start with? Swim. Swim jig? Okay. Yeah, we'll go swim. So I think first things first, how we should break this down is what do you want to see or what kind of comes to mind first when you're going to throw a swim jig? Like what do you see? What do you see visually um, with the conditions you have, uh, you know, whether it be structure, uh, do you see a grass? What kind of things do you see and you know, hey, I need to pick up a swim jig? Well, since we're here in the north, I – I think of a swim jig a little differently. It's a very multi-versatile tool. So you can flip it, you can swim it, you can throw it in wood. But the first thing I always do with the swim jig is hands down is I put a Kitek swimmer on the back of it. So like a 3.8 or a 4.3 Kitek fat swing impact, I think is what it's called. And there's only two color swim jigs I like, like a shed color or a white and chartreuse. Um, white and chartreuse I go to if there's an algae bloom. Uh, white shad is clear water, flat, high sun conditions. If they're not going to eat a spinnerbait, they're probably going to eat a swim jig. I throw it exclusively like three foot or less, need sparse grass and docks. That's basically the way I throw a swim jig. What about you, Bailey? I think there's there's a few things to cover here. And obviously we can talk about you know what we do personally with swim jigs, but I think there's also good things to highlight on what we've seen done with swim jigs. Um, and before I kind of break into how I throw a swim jig, uh, I think most notably and most recent is watching Steve Kennedy wax him on day one because he was actually flipping bushes with a swim jig. He would flip the bush as if he Hell had bush. a flipping jig, and then he would he would reel it back as if he was throwing a swim jig. Um, so he was making deep pitches into these bushes, and he'd do a mix. Like sometimes he wouldn't swim it. Sometimes he'd just flip it, take it out. But sometimes he would make that same flip and swim it instead. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where you can use a swim jig. It's kind of like a close quarters combat type of scenario. Um, and when you're gonna do something like that, yeah, very. Um, and when you're going to do that personally, and obviously I'm not the all almighty Steve Kennedy with a swim jig, but you can usually what you go to is more of like a crawl uh, slash creature bait style trailer where it's going to be horizontal. So what it'll do is you can see here, that's a horizontal trailer. It'll keep it up higher in the water column. And what that'll do is keep it in the strike zone longer. So that when you do only flip it, say, 10 yards, you're still going to keep it in the strike zone longer versus maybe injury with your paddle tail, that might sink a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good to, good to note for the folks. Um, but, Andrew, I'm kind of like you where I only throw two different colors. I basically just throw white, and then I throw black and blue. Um, talking to Wes Logan after Solid. his win on Neely Henry, I had asked him over the phone. Uh, we were chatting um, about his win, and he basically said uh, when I had asked – Hey, dude, everyone's throwing white. Why the heck are you throwing black and blue? And he just put plain and simple. wasn't a forage deal. It wasn't a watercolor deal. He goes, it was something different. Uh, fish hadn't seen it. I like mm -hmm. to throw black and blue up here because 
Uh, and a lot of people are afraid to throw black and blue in clear water. I love it. It's actually more of a confidence for me than a white or a shad because it's a, it's a bluegill. So I might not get as many bites, but I'm going to catch bigger fish throwing that bluegill representation, the bluegill color, um, because obviously bigger fish will hone in on a bluegill up here versus the shad. Um, but for me, when I throw a swim jig, um, I throw it a lot, bless you, uh, I throw it a lot around wood, um, not over, I mean, sometimes you can creep it over wood, especially if you have a horizontal trailer not versus a vertical where it can roll and snag. Um, but I'm going to throw it with like a heavy fluorocarbon, a 17 to 20 pound fluorocarbon. I'm usually going to try to just target wood and parallel it. Um, whether that means I'm slow rolling it, whether it means I'm going to shake it, whether it means I might hop it off the bottom. Um, however, that's going to work. Um, I'm going to let the fish tell me. Um, and you can kind of see, talking about hopping off the, hopping off the bottom, and I'm kind of going all over the place here. But um, I'm trying to remember the, the guy's name. He just won a tackle warehouse last year on the Mississippi River using the swim jig and using it deep. He was, he was crawling it. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, I'm really embarrassed that I forgot his name, but essentially he went to tackle warehouse, uh, swimming a jig on the bottom in the Mississippi river. Um, good gosh. Yeah. Tom Monsour. He's Tom from Mansour. that area. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But basically what he won was creeping a swim jig on the bottom over rock. Um, so you can kind of get really versatile with a swim jig. I think it's probably one of the most, if not the most, uh, versatile, uh, jig in the underutilized, jig very underutilized very under because yep. I think a lot of people are afraid. You know, you see the chatterbait now, you have a swim, uh, a spinnerbait, you have top waters. That there's a lot of action involved, a lot of feel involved versus a swim jig where you don't really, besides like if you have a, if you have a sensitive rod, you can feel that paddle tail, you can feel the trailer, but for the most mm -hmm. part, you don't feel any action. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a confidence for people to feel something in their rod. Whereas a swim jig, they don't feel much, so they don't have a lot of confidence unless you're probably using this, forcing yourself to use it, you've used it in the past, or maybe you've been in the boat with somebody who waxed them on it and you were just too dumb not to throw it. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where you can throw it along a lot of things. I do like to actually throw it, say they're short striking a spinnerbait or a chatterbait, I do like to target isolated grass patches with a swim jig. Uh, I feel like they get a little bit better. It's a little bit more finesse. It's almost like throwing, uh, you know, when they're short striking a, a loud crankbait and then you throw a silent and they eat the silent. It's kind of that, that same deal. Yeah. And then one and last thing that with their swim digs. Oh, it's true. You can add swi uh, queen tackle switch blades to them and make yourself a chatterbait. Yep. Just right on the fly. You're like, you know what? I want a little bit of vibration. Uh, it's going to have that weed guard. It's actually going to come through that wood a little bit differently and not get hung up like your normal jackhammer would. So that's one benefit to that switchblade. I just wanted to throw that in there real fast before we moved on. Yeah. So actually the day before day one of official practice last week in Texas, um, I had basically taken this almost identical swim <laughs> jig right here. And I had had um, just a basic, I think it was a Strike King blade minnow um, for my mm -hmm. trailer. Because the more, for at least for these queen tackle switchblades, the crazier the trailer, the less vibration you're going to get out of the blade. Um, but what I noticed is when I put that, excuse me, uh, queen tackle switchblade on with that blade minnow, I would have a, vi a vibration with that weed guard. But if I took the weed guard off, that vibration was much crazier. 
huh. uh, which makes sense. But it's kind of one thing where you can actually go kind of um, vice versa, where you can have one with a weed guard, without weed guard, if you want to play around with that vibration if those fish are getting really finicky. Sweet point. Any other things that we should add on the swim jig before I move on? Um, basically, one thing is you don't have to get all that crazy with trailers like a sea craw or um, a spicy beaver would be another good one. And then if you want to go to like a paddle tail, fat swing impact, or even an easy shiner, if you want something a little more dumb down, those are all perfect because the swim jig is supposed to be a subtle presentation. It's not supposed to create a bunch of thump. That's why it's a great alternative in areas that people are throwing a chatterbait or a swim bait with. You can follow the swim jig do a little bit different things. It's much more subtle and get a couple fish behind people that aren't getting them. So it's a really, really universal tool that is extremely underutilized. I'm guilty as charged. I usually time one on late summer once we get an LG bloom going because it's just something different. It just looks amazing. It looks I know it sounds bad when I say that, but it's, uh, it's just a swim kick is honestly one of the more fun presentations to me. Yeah. Just because chances yeah, you are can, you're, you're usually watching it. You, you can know, make four casts and re retrieve it four different ways, and one of those ways you're going to get bit. So. Yeah, and some of the other, some in the other three, you're not going to get sniffed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Andrew, next jig. What are we going with? I'm going to say, do you have, like, a grass flipping jig, like a, a flipping grass wood jig that you like to use? Yep. I got it right you here. Start. You can start. Okay. That right here, I don't have a trailer paired up with it because we're going to go into that in a little bit. But this is a Queen Tackle Tungsten Flipping Jig. Let's see if we can get that to focus in the camera here. So it's obviously got that tungsten flatter, almost like essentially an arky. It's kind of like an arky style on like with a four-wheel drive. Um, mm -hmm. And that's got a brute hook on the end. And that sucker does not bend. And you can pin these fish. Um, and obviously that skirt, you know, a lot of skirts you see, you know, you'll have it in your tackle box for a long time. And the way mm -hmm. Jeff you know, ties his skirts, they, I've had these, some jigs, some of these jigs for about a year and a half. And no one, it's nice because you put them in the right box. You know, they're not going to rust, but two, those skirts are tied so well that they're, you're not going to destroy them. The only thing that's going to destroy them is fish eating them. Um, but I do like a tungsten flipping jig because one feel. For me, mm -hmm. a big bite is very sensitive deal. Um, and now I know some guys like to go to lead because you can get a bigger profile. But basically what I will do to get a bigger profile is I'll up my weight so it'll up the head size. And I'll just put on a really big trailer to slow that down. Like a great one to, to add is like a Reaction Innovation Spicy Beaver. The amount of drag on a Spicy Beaver is absolutely ridiculous. So Ooh, yeah. what I like to do is if I'm going for a bigger profile, I'll go to like a three-quarter ounce, even if it's like more open timber, and I want to give a bigger presentation and slow the fall, I'll just go to a bigger, heavier jig, but I'll put on a, a more kind of crazy, vibrant trailer to slow it down. Um, mm -hmm. You can kind of mix, it, mix that around, you know, mix and match different stuff. But uh, for me, a lot of the time, what I like uh, to flip, and it's very simple. I did it in Texas, too. Um, it's just a simple green tackle, tungsten flipping jig, whether it's a three ace or a half ounce. I like a Berkeley chigger crawl because the tails are pretty crazy and it's got power bait in it. So even if you, for some reason, you're not ready for that bite, they're going to hold on to it a little bit longer. 
um, scientifically proven. And then I do like a D-bomb. I like a D-bomb from one of those colder temps. And then I'll also throw a rage bug. Um, so that's kind of my confidence go-tos there. Um, and I, I will, I have been messing around with some different trailers as well. Um, some stuff from like Tamiki. Um, we're going to make a whole video on Jig trailer and uh, kind of do some underwater footage, show you guys what kind of come to there. But Andrew, take it away. You're flipping jigs. All right. So I have three and they all serve a specific purpose for me. Um, I'll start with my grass jig or sparse grass or dock. And that's where I come in with the queen tackle. Anything sparse, it, it will work multiversal through wood, thicker grass. It's great. Three eighth half ounce coffee skirt. I just want to eat it. When I want to downsize, this is a striking hackney finesse flipping jig. So it's meant to be thrown on fluoro. This I'll pair up with a rage chunk. It goes through grass really well and docks when they're it's smaller fish lake, or you just want to downsize because they're eating a smaller thing. And then if I need ultimate feel, like if I'm looking for gravel and I want to drag and I want a smaller bait, this is a minima jig, which I basically used three trailers, rage chunk, fuzzy beaver, trim it up real nice. You can pull the legs off of it, pairs up really well. And then um, like a space monkey, or rage that's a boat i haven't heard about in a while space monkey i used yeah. to flip with a space I, monkey all the time i have a if few nate poe, if nate poe is listening to this podcast which he usually does he might be mad that we just talked about the space monkey <laughs> he Sorry. loves the space monkey. No, he showed me the space monkey. he won't care uh yeah. he loves the space monkey that's about all that dude will flip and he's probably the guy that really taught me a lot about flipping grass to be honest if if you need your jig to really slow down, Space Monkey. Like, Dude, yeah. I, yeah. I've never seen a one-ounce jig fall so slow in my life. It's like... Because those are like turbines, essentially. It's like doing 60. Like, I was flipping a Space Monkey last year, actually, at where we're fishing Saturday, underneath docks, and my buddy is like... I forgot what he's flipping. I think a flipping tube, and it's like... And I'm just like... With a three-quarter ounce weight, it's like, and he's like, like shaking it and pulling out, and I'm like, damn, dude, I'm like, I haven't even hit the bottom yet. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, yeah. just picture a helicopter crashes into the ocean, and the turbines are just slowly. <laughs> yeah, I love the Space Monkey for flipping wood in docks, okay. like old wooden docks, because everybody fishes docks so fast. I'm going to come back through there with a really slow falling bait and they, I've, i can't tell you how many fish i've actually watched my line fall and literally after it's the water i close the bail on a slack line i go to the bait and also my line will just go to the left as it's falling because it falls so slow even on a heavier jig so it's just a good way to pick up a few extra bites yeah that's sort of another one i think it mimics like, like a, a bluegill really well underneath that you're not imitating a craw you're imitating a bluegill with a space monkey. At that point, it's falling. Those tails are moving this way, and it's yeah. mimicking Lugo as it yeah, makes sense. I, I like a, uh, I think another one that not many people throw, um, and I just can't afford paying $9 a pack 
and it breaking every single time. But a Kitech Mad Flapper, I believe it's called, or Big yeah, Flapper. That's another good one. I, a, I can't do nine dollars a pack, but that's another yeah. good one. Yeah. But the, the flipping jig is nice. I mean, flipping jig for me has become such a confidence, especially in you, when you take like a milfoil <laughs> or a coontail, basically some nice grass, and you get it sparse or isolated. Mm-hmm. For me, there's no more confident bait or, or bait that I have more confidence in than flipping a jig. Um, yeah. Texas rig obviously is great for when that grass is a little more condensed, and it's great when it's isolated. But for me, confidence comes to that flipping jig. Um any more notes that we should touch? Oh, a flipping jig too. I mean, depending on obviously what jig it is, but at least, you know, in talking about that queen tackle jig more specifically, it makes for a really nice skipping bait too. I mean, look no, how flat it, that, that is. That's why I like the Arky heads for is like when I saw that the first time I got a queen tackle, like a queen yeah. jig in my hand, I was like, this is going to be my go-to dock jig because you're able to skip it super well with that flat oh, style head. Like it's so easy. Little dude looks. Yeah. And, and the rod that I actually use is kind of interesting because, Andrew, Andrew, I told you I'd gotten it, and I was very curious about how it would perform because I've never used one before, but it was it's a 7.4. It's a 7.4 Magnum medium heavy. It's a very heavy. Powell? It's a Powell, that Powell Endurance. And I was very skeptical about it, but I wanted to try it anyways. Dude, I have not lost a single jig fish on that rod yet for how beefy it is paired up with – 17 to 20 pound fluorocarbon. But when it, Sounds when I like tell you, found you that, deep jig rod. that it, it, that's, it is that one, but um, I have a lot of confidence in that rod, but right now, but basically the point I'm trying to make is a rod like that. It doesn't have a lot of tip to it. It's basically a really bad skipping rod. Dude, I can skip this thing. Like it's a flat rock. Even that's just how effective the head is, but yeah. And it's smooth too. Like skipping. That, that's yeah. one point I want to make with a tungsten jig as opposed to, oh, I have a lead head, arky head here somewhere. Give me one second. So, yeah. So, there, so yeah. And while you're doing that, basically for the folks, like there is advantages to having lead heads because a, a lot of guys, what they do with a jig is they pick up a jig with the intention of getting five bites all day long and five big bites because you, you can do with that lead head. That lead head is basically going to be a bigger profile. You can make it into a bigger size bait to get bigger bites so there is advantages to it but just know if you're going to go lead over tungsten you're just not going to have as much feel <clears throat> correct so with skipping a jig here's why i like tungsten over lead one you can put on a flat bait like the fuzzy beaver and trim it all down real nice so it's going to cause it to skip really well i don't know how well you can see this but the lead jig is on my right. The queen tackle one is on my left. Come on, the camera here. Do you see the difference, Bailey? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Size. Nope. Look closer. Weight in the neck. Width of the neck. Look even closer. It's kind of hard for it to focus. I mean, so the way, so way, think about the way that they're poured. A lead jig is poured in through like a heavy metal mantle or whatever right where it's heated and poured in if you look closely where the weed guard kind of comes through on it is it pointed where it's got a it's got a little weird point on it oh no i can't i barely even saw that until you moved the reflection i thought that was just a glare but i see what you're saying now it has like a weird like divot in it It almost looks like a yeah so with with a little divot 
it can cause that jig to skip funny. So it can cause oh, it to shoot okay. off to the side and not go straight. That's where the now tungsten, it when, it, when it's heated, it, it's super finished, super smooth. So it's going to skip even better. When, I, when I'm skipping jigs, I always try to get the cleanest, newest jig out because it's going to skip that much better. Once you start digging them off of stuff, so I'll actually retie on another jig and that'll become a grass flipping jig. Because the more dinged up that head gets as it's hitting that, that first impact on the water, it's gonna create resistance and it's not gonna skip correctly. So that's why I like tungsten skipping jigs over lead. That's a really cool bit, Andrew. I didn't even think about that. And anything else we should cover flipping jig style? Like anything flipping jigs that we should cover? You only need two colors. Keep it simple. Black and blue, green pumpkin. Yeah. That's all you need. And if you, you might have one. Fancy, yeah. You might have one slight exemption of like a, a table rock or a Lanier or a, or a little like bit of Travis, like this. maybe. But you're probably going to throw a swim jig. Yeah. You don't need to go crazy. If you want to get all excited with it, get a trailer with a different color fleck in it. Because that's where yeah. the focus point on a jig is. Most of the time, right. if you jig fish a lot, you're trimming the skirt down. The skirt really is just there as to create a bigger profile. So yep. the trailer is the legs. It's running partner. The trailer, in my opinion, makes the jig. So, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think moving on, let's go to just your regular football jig. Because football jig covers a couple different things, but I think just your normal standard football jig. Uh, what I have here, and I know guys are obviously plugging a lot of Queen Tackle. We work with Queen Tackle. We believe in Queen the Tackle. But, um, but obviously this can transfer to any company that you're using. We're not saying you have to use Queen Tackle or these tips will only work with Queen Tackle. By no means is that what we're saying. Um, basically, we're just trying to say is this is what we use. We recommend it, but we're not saying you have to use it. Um, but basically, right here we have a queen tackle. This is a actually a half ounce uh, tungsten, just standard football jig. Same um, color. Yeah. You get the same color? I think it's yeah. summer goby. Summer goby. Yeah, I've we've, like we've had some northern brown. Yeah, we've had like some northern influence on Jeff. We've we've talked him into making some goby colors for us, but um, one, which I you'll see heavily goby. in the uh, finesse football jig. Yeah. <coughs> But so basically with a, with a football jig, what you want to look for, and I think what's most important, and Jeff did a great job at designing this with this head, the finesse football head and the hammerhead um, is if you guys can see, let me get that to focus here. So let's see. Right. Hold on. Doing a horrible job at showing this to the camera. You can see there you go. there's that look, how, look at that line tie. That line tie is exactly what you want. 60 degrees. Because one, it's going to give that bait that lifelike action. So when you hop it, drag it, it's going to maintain bottom contact and fall the way you want it to. But also with that line tie being the way it is, that front of the head, your line is going to be this way. Or sorry, this way. So that when you're dragging that through, you are severely decreasing the amount of time that your fluorocarbon potentially could be touching the rocks. Which means less fish are going to break off. There's times when I purposely will put my rod tip down just at when I was testing through my, my test phase with these jigs, when I purposely put my rod tip down, go over the, the crap, like the crap piece of the crap with a football jig, trying to fray this line and it would still come up good as day. 
That's what you want. You got to look for that line tie. A lot of people don't look at a line tie. They look at a jig to see what the jig head looks like. They look at the skirt. Is it a nice color? That's basically all they look at. They don't look at where the line tie is, where the angle is, picture where you're going to be casting, where that line's going to be coming through the water column. It's, it's really important. So for me, a football jig is one of my most confident. It's in the top three of, of confidence baits. Um, yeah, it's going to be primarily – <laughs> Primarily over rock piles, uh, sandbars, uh, shell bars. Uh, it's going to be something. I might even throw it through if I know there's a grass flat with sparse grass. I'll throw it through that too because you can get it in that grass, give it a hard pop, and you can trigger bites that way, which is actually what I did at Honey Oil Lake um, the first term of the year this year for to win that one. Um, <laughs> but... Um, a football jig is very versatile. It's one that you can use in different ways. I mean, Andrew can speak on it in terms of the way he fishes Erie. You can use a football jig. Uh, in current situations, you can use a football jig very creatively. Uh, Andrew, do you want to touch more on that? Oh, so, oh, God, you're making me give away more juice. <laughs> so, once again, little tiny current football jigs. This is a queen tackle peanut jig. Um not bashing Kaitech here. Kaitech makes a great tungsten football jig, but the reason why we like Queen Tackle more in this situation is the hook. It's got a longer shank on. I believe this is a three yacht. This is still a three eighth ounce head. You can get away with a few different trailers. They increase fall rate or slow it down depending on what you want to do. Um, it's just an overall bigger bodied bait. So in my opinion, I think it gets bigger bites. And the worst thing I ever have happen on Kitech jigs is when I set the hook and the hook breaks. Because I put that Gamagatsu hook and tungsten when they superheat it, it doesn't go well together. Don't get me wrong. Great jigs. I get bit like nothing else. But you're going to stick and land more with this. But when it comes to current... Boat positioning with a football jig is key. And you're always casting up current and dragging it back to you. But the biggest thing is learning boat positioning on the boulder piles you're casting to. And it takes a lot of fine-tuning to really break it down to be able to fish a football jig effectively in current. Um, anything like a straight worm-type bait, junk. Even a swim, a swimmer like a Spark Shad or a Kitech are all great trailer options when you're fishing current base fisheries with these little football jigs. Smallies love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess that'll bring us into our next subject, which you know, obviously is in line with this, the standard football jig, is your finesse football jig, which Andrew just uh, touched upon. The effectiveness of having that smaller profile to trigger finicky bites more trickier bites but also still having that nice hook shank where i look like it's it's not saying that this thing isn't gonna bend like you can see that sucker i don't even know if i'm doing a great job at showing that andrew i can see it it doesn't bend that much but if it, it doesn't bend that much to it. but it does bend a little bit proving that is it is a lighter wire jig because it's more finesse um and honestly it's, it's one that I think it is one that is good because it's to flex. I will say this, and maybe I'm an idiot for saying that, but basically what I'm saying is you want that, in my mind, and feel free to tell me I'm an idiot. 
I want a little bit of flex in that finesse football jig because the reason I'm throwing it like that is because I'm throwing it one on lighter line in more finesse situations. And I'm still going to give them the beans on that hook set. So I want a flat, a little bit of flex somewhere. And that's going to come from, for, for me, it's going to come from the hook and it's going to come from the rod. And the reason I'm throwing that lighter wire anyways is to get a better hook penetration. Am I wrong there? Or do you agree? No, no, you can give them the beans. The biggest thing that people do with these finesse jigs that's wrong is they fish it on the same rod. They throw their football jig on normally. Yes. With, yes. with this finesse football jig, you can drop down to like a seven-foot medium extra fast rod, and that is going to be dynamite for this little jig, 15-pound max. You can hit them as hard as you want, and because you're going to that softer rod, you're going to minimize that hook flex. But at a at the seven-foot medium power rod, it's going to be just enough power but enough give to really drive that hook home, but also not to make the hook flex over overly to where it bends out or just flexes right out of the fish's jaw yeah i think you know a quick shout out here because one we're not even working with these guys uh but two we've had the the president on and he's been really gracious to us and obviously i've gotten to put the rest of the test boomer okay shout out to alpha angler because one like i said we're not even working with these guys this is a shout out just because the damn rod is freaking sweet and it's awesome it's becoming my favorite rod um, and Andrew, like Andrew has done with, with Douglas and his 755, I won't shut the hell up about this rod. Um, it is the Alpha Angler Clutch. It's a 75 and it's rated a medium fast, but in my opinion, it's more of like a medium to medium heavy, um, where it's a nice blend, where literally you can give them, you can throw this finesse football jig, give them the beans, and basically with that finesse football jig, all you got to do, you have that hard initial hook set with the right rod, and all you got to do, you don't even have to torque it's on them, real. you don't have to do anything, you don't have to be easy. Just reel. Like Andrew said, just reel and keep tension. Like you don't have to I mean obviously if it's a big one, don't torque it. Like especially at the boat. You know, thumb, thumb your reel, adjust your drag, however, what you want to do. <clears throat> but that rod is perfect. It's a seven five. And you give them the mm -hmm. initial beans and all you gotta do is just make sure you have tension and pretty much you can practically guarantee they're gonna come in the boat given your line isn't free. Um yep. But that's, that's what I like. You know, like you said, Andrew, I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make is, and which I've done in the past, throwing it on too heavy of a rod. You know, I've done that with a Kitech jig. But I think having that longer hook shank like Queen does, that makes the difference. I and I had it before. And like I said, and you know, I know you may not want me to talk about it, but at Honeyoy, I started out with a Kitech. And during practice, at least, I started out, I started out with a Kitech because I was throwing over rock piles. Didn't know if I was going to be, you know, breaking off or not so i didn't want to throw my queen ones just yet until i realized i was getting bites i was missing the bites went back used my queen caught every single fish that i set the hook on so mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a hook shank kind of deal and so like we mentioned earlier we're not trying to just plug the shit out of queen tackle in this episode we're really not we're trying to talk about where to throw these jigs and really guys, good products yeah and hopefully you guys can learn something from it um but what we want to do is mention um, for the sake of plugging them because Queen and Jeff support us so much is if you guys want to get your own, if you want to get some of these, you're watching on the YouTube side and you see some of these and you're like, Oh, I want to get my hands on some of those. Or you've seen some of the success that it's had. Cause there's, I'll tell you right now, 20% off. Use the code. They work. Yeah. I, you can check I right down in the, this year. When you guys go in the YouTube description or if you're listening on FP3 and you want to check out the website, check out their product, 
go down uh, into the the podcast description. You can see there's a code. You can go to the website and get yourself 20% off. Uh, and I'll tell you guys right now, I'll just put it blatantly out there. There's a lot of pros that use this jig that don't talk yeah. about it for a good reason. So yep. I'm just going to put that out there. It's the juice. Um, but basically, case in point, that's being said. And moving on to, I think, our, our I think it's our final jig here, Andrew. Um, is it's in a case of its own. It's more of, it's essentially a football jig on steroids. Um, and it's one that no other company can match. So, like, I'll be honest here. This is a Queen Tackle plug. I'll be brutally honest. More plugs. If you don't want to hear any more about Queen Tackle, I will not take any sort of – I won't be mad or sad if you leave this right now. But all I'm going to say is you're going to be upset that you did if you don't know about it already. Because we've talked about it a lot. And that is a Queen Tackle hammerhead jig. Uh, let me put this more in the picture here for you. So you can see, obviously, it has that really wide head where it gets that hammerhead label from. Let me see if I can get this more to focus. My camera does not focus very fast. But you can kind of get an idea. There we go. You can get an idea there why it gets that name from the hammerhead. Now you can see it's shaped almost like a hammerhead where it's square on the sides, and it has a vertical line tie. Well, one thing, I don't even know if you can hear it. Andrew, you have to tell me if you can hear it from the camera or not. Actually, me. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Okay, so essentially what KJ and Jeff have done with this jig um, is inside that jig head are tungsten rattles. They basically went and went underwater and compared the sounds of crayfish going underwater to the sounds of the tungsten rattles inside this head to make a lifelike mimicking sound action, which is interesting because fish and sound is a very interesting dilemma to talk about, but we all know that fish can feel. So basically giving these fish the same feel as a crawfish does. And I could not tell you how many more bites, and Andrew can can agree to this, how many more bites I had on the hammerhead versus a standard football jig when Andrew and I went out fishing this spring. Andrew, how, what do you say ratio-wise I caught before you switched Probably over? Probably three to one. Like three yeah. to one. Yeah, and we were working the, the same, same line size, same trailer, same color, and we were getting more bites on the hammerhead. The hammerhead's cool in the fact that it comes with a much beefier hook. You can see how much farther that hook stands out on my bait. And what I do is, what I like to do, as you can see here, I put on a full rage chunk right there. A full, not rage chunk, excuse me, a rage bug. I will put on full-on craw baits, creature baits. I will put an entire rage craw on there. Uh, it's more of a magnum style. I just want to get this bait to get attention. I want to get big bites. Um, and I obviously that the hammerhead is more lifelike than any other football jig that I've ever thrown. Um, and like I mentioned in a video a long time ago, this is my number one confidence bait. If I'm up in the North and I need a bite, I'm going to a hammerhead. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool in the fact that you can throw this Magnum esque bait and have it be a confidence bait just to get a bite. So, um, it's in a category of its own. No one has anything like it. Jeff has done an amazing job at creating this thing. You can get really creative with it. You can do a lot of different things. Um, one thing I want to try with it, and I'll put it out there because it could be juice. I don't know if it is juice yet, but I'm going to try putting a switchblade on the front of that thing and seeing what Ooh. those tungsten rattles and those switchblades do together. Ooh. Andrew, Andrew, That's anything else to juicy. add? It does sound juicy, but anything else to add to the hammerhead? 
No, it just it plain out works. Um, <laughs> you throw it on riprap. You can throw it on rock. You can throw it on ledges down south. I'm sure it works everywhere. I mean, it's it's good. I caught him in two foot of water on it, and we caught him in what fifteen. So yeah. you can catch him anywhere. Here's one thing I'll give you guys because you guys know in the past few months I've been really gung ho on. Berkeley, um, ice out when the bites were kind of actually kind of tough. And Andrew knows this. I was kind of scrambling because I couldn't find the largemouth at all. Um, I ended up getting some fish that were finicky. I realized how finicky they were with a hammerhead tied with a Berkeley Maxent creature hog, which is kind of like the creature hog is more of like it's not really a creature bait versus it's more of like a it's like a creature bait and like a uh, like a beaver style bait kind of mixed mm-hmm. together where it's subtle but kind of a little. Has a little craze, but just kind of adding some little juice to your guys' arsenal, whether you want to take it or not. But we're just kind of covering all the run with it here. Exactly, we're just all the <coughs> jigs here. Um, I'm trying to think, Andrew. Is there anything else that we need to cover along the lines of jigs? I mean, typical basic jig stuff. That's about it. I be on oh, okay. the lookout Actually, for. Um... We talked about finesse football jig. Let's uh, let's cover. A finesse jig. So typical finesse jig that doesn't have a football style head. Maybe more of a ball type head. I got one of those. Unfortunately, and I want you to, I want you to touch on one. that because yeah, I'd like you to touch on that because you've used that a lot more than I have. Little ball head guy. It's down the lines of that finesse situation. Um, I like it around docks that don't have a lot of grass on them, fishing on the inside if it's like gravel sand. Um. I haven't perfected the trailer yet, but I really like a cut-down Rage Craw on it just because it gives it a lot of action for being real small. A lot, they're all lead heads, ball heads. You can do a lot of different things with them. 12, 14-pound test is the sweet spot I found. They have a very soft hook, just like that Queen uh, Peanut Jig. So it's just one of those things that I have to play around with more, but... Rage Craw, shallow water, shallow rocks. I found this is where this thing is excels for me when I do throw it. And colder the water seems to be better. Hmm. Like as the water's warming up from like 45 to 55, we'll call it in there, is when I've caught most of my fish on this jig. Okay. And once the water gets warm, I go right to a grass flipping jig. You can't, you can flip grass with this, but it's not going to go through it very well. When will you, because I've seen some guys do it, throw it on a spinning rod? If ever. You don't have to. Ultra clear water, need a far cast, and if it's like a quarter ounce or smaller. Okay. I think that would be a really good time for it. And it's one of those things that you would have to do some research on to find the perfect trailer to allow you to fish that. So maybe like a like a baby D bomb if you cut the jig up the right way, or you say E bomb, D bomb. I thought you said E bomb. E bomb. You said E bomb. I was like, wait a second. I was like, either you're crazy or there's something I've never heard of that I need to get my hands on. No, E bomb. E bomb. Anything else that we should add? Anything that we should add throughout our arsenal of jigs that we just displayed to the folks? 
Everybody thinks that jig fishing is just a cast it out and hop it type deal. Everybody can throw a jig the same way and one guy is going to get bit on it and somebody else isn't because he's doing something just slightly different. Um, the biggest thing with jig fishing is it's a five to eight bite deal most days or it's one big, like if it's 10 o'clock, you got five fish in the boat and you're like, let me go get a big bite. That's when you go to a jig and you just swing for the fences. It's not a multiple bite deal. <laughs> I just got dinner brought to me by my fiance, which is why I was laughing. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> Perfect timing. Spe <laughs> speaking of dinner, I think my dinner just walked in the door. So, mm, hey, Perfect time <laughs> to wrap this up as I put all my Creed Tackle jigs back into my lure lock box here, which if we're on yeah. the train of selfless plugs, we do have a discount code for lure lock boxes if you guys feel the interest right of 20% off. So you notice there's a lot of 20% yeah. off. Even Hobie Eyewear rocking some new swag. Thank you. I believe Dylan sent these out to us. Great guy. But uh, Hobie Eyewear, I've become a huge fan of the Sidemaster Plus. Shameless plug. Awesome sunglasses. I'll be wearing them all day Saturday because it's going to yep. be cloudy and rainy. Andrew and I will both be rocking Sightmaster. You might see a selfie of Andrew and I for Sightmasters come Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not, as, hopefully not like Andrew's selfie that he just took with that webcam looking like a crackhead. But we might have to screenshot that. And yeah, yeah, there we go. We'll post. We'll post that. Yeah, you, you never. Yeah, yeah, you'll never know what's coming for me. So it's the way I live on uh, the edge. Either way, so basically before we wrap things up here, uh, for folks who might be predominantly only an MP3 listener, um, because I know there's a lot of you, there are discount codes that we have running. If you guys watching the YouTube side, there's a bar down below. We have all of our <clears throat> discount codes for you guys to save through our show partners. But if you're listening through the MP3 and you want to use some of our codes or you want the links to certain things, links to Andrew's guide business, how to get in touch with Andrew's guide business, um, a whole bunch of stuff. Any information you want that we've talked about on the show is in the description, whether on YouTube or MP3, on every single show, go in the description. Everything is listed. Every single thing that you could think of, social medias, emails to get in touch with the show. If you want to get, if you want a certain topic, guest, questions, uh, our email to get directly in touch with Andrew and I to the show is down below at theseriousangler at gmail.com. I'll just put it out there. Um, everything's down below for you guys, like I said, to go check it out. But Andrew and I are very excited for our first team tournament coming up this weekend in two days. Uh, we're pretty hyped for it. Um, so you guys will obviously see the inside scoop as we will be filming that day. And uh, obviously we'll be putting stuff up on the Serious Angler media page uh, on Instagram that day. Hopefully, not throughout the tournament day, but like before and after. Hopefully the after is... Uh, a positive after but <laughs> either way it's gonna be it's gonna be fun we're looking forward to it any comments maybe an ice cream social <laughs> oh ice cream social ice cream i love ice cream <laughs> is there ice cream good ice cream on your taco for launching out of pendergrass yes but the water is like two and a half below so that launch is like dry land um i don't know if where we're launching we'll actually have an ice cream shop but we'll find something all right, I think that's what we need to do. We need to do a post-tournament ice cream Instagram live. With, I think that's a good with, idea. Oh, Hefe. 
We'll get El Jefe. We'll get Jefe on. You guys will meet the the famous El Jefe. We're waiting for a good time to get Jefe on the show because I feel like we've had messages of people saying, "Who the heck is Jefe that you guys talk about?" And people yeah, have seen him in the um, comments before. Jefe, <clears throat> Jefe is a very interesting man. He's Iconelli's old travel partner. He's got a whole lot of interesting stories. He's a Lake Erie fishing guide right now. Jefe's gonna have this man in his wedding, like yeah. He's my Wednesday night derby partner. He's one of a few guides that I work with in the area. We're always talking, bouncing information off of each other. If he's on him, I'm on him, and vice versa. We just work together. He's one of the greatest people in this world. And, yeah, I can't say anything less great about Jeff. He's just an amazing human being. I, I've never had a better day where I've skunked and had a, I had a fun day than fishing with Jeff. Jeff and I caught zero fish for nine hours and had a, an awesome day. <laughs> yeah, he's Never a good thought one. that would happen, but either way. He's a Jeff. Uh, Jeff is going to have his own show. Speaking about Jeff here, uh, what the plan is is a couple of these folks that we're going to do, and we'll just throw them out there so you guys can plan for it, know what's coming up. Jeff, um, and speaking of Jeff's, Jeff Queen, what we're planning on doing is having their own show on the water. So Andrew and I are going to look into getting some, some hot mics, I believe they're called, basically microphones that we can have on your person while we're fishing so that we can run a podcast literally while we're fishing. Um, and then we'll post that episode for you guys. Um, so we think that's going to be kind of cool. If you guys are interested in seeing that kind of thing, let us know. And then obviously if there's any more topics, baits, presentations that you guys want us to do this kind of episode for, uh, drop it down in the comments. Uh, let us know on social media. Send us an email. Uh, whichever works. Either way, Andrew and I are excited to compete in our first tournament, team tournament, uh, in two days. Andrew, anything else yeah. left for the folks before we sign off? Nah, I got to go rig up. So, yeah. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Not even yeah, the slightest I got ready. one rod done. One. And I got like oh, 15 more to go. <laughs> oh. Giving no one the juice. <laughs> But other than that, folks, we appreciate all of you guys. And uh, Monday Night Live, by the sounds of it, could be very interesting. Uh, you guys, if you don't follow us on social media yet, please do, because that's where you get all the updates of what's coming, what we've done, uh, some good fish pictures. Uh, let's see. All right. Well, actually, I have a confirmation confirmation message as of right now. Matt Robertson, on him fishing, Mr. Tank Top, Water Bottle Smashing, <laughs> at the classic will be joining us on Monday night live. And we um, have some plans for some other folks to join us as well. So you can see Matt Robertson, Mr. On fishing Monday night live coming on the show again. Um, so we'll see you guys hopefully Monday at eight o'clock Eastern. Other than that folks, we will see you guys on Monday. <laughs>